Oh boy, and welcome back to another episode of The Amazing City. I will not repeat what we said before we started recording, but we're here. Episode 48. It's Jack Randy. 47. 47. 47. I am so sorry. So sorry. It's the Jesse Roscoe episode. It's Jesse Roscoe episode. Episode 47. Not the Tom Glavin episode. We don't know. Nope, absolutely not. He actually ended his career as an Atlanta Brave. As far as I'm concerned. Um, But yeah, it's Jack Ramsey, Antonio Slater. It is Friday, October 7th, otherwise known as Game 1, Day 1 of the 2022 MLB postseason. The Mets and Padres start NL, the National League wildcard series in City Field. I will be there. I am so excitedly nervous. I am nervously excited. I, I, I have a lot of feelings. I, I have a lot of emotions, but you, a lot uh, of it just leads to excitement. Did it's you Max see, Scherzer uh, versus you, Darvish. Oh, yeah. And then even, even just thinking about tomorrow, you know, likelihood it's DeGrom and Snell. Are you just counting, chalking up a loss? I, I still don't think they go down that route. We can get into that. We're, we're going to get into that. That's that's probably the topic of this episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a good DeGrom. chunk of this of this episode here, the conversation of Buck going with Scherzer game one, kind of leaving up in the year, up in, up in the year, up in the air for game two. Will it be Bassett? Will it be DeGrom? Will it be DeGrom if the Mets lose? Will it go Bassett if the Mets win? What will happen? Some I will say one thing. decisions happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. I will say one thing. It's like quickly touching on the DeGrom-Bassett thing. You read through a lot of things online because there's a little bit of debate, you know, are you going Snell, Musgrove for game two? Mm-hmm. Both fan bases are looking overlooking the other team. Yeah. Mets fans are ready for LA. Padres fans. Padres fans are ready for LA. Because mm-hmm. the storylines for both of those are nuts. Oh yeah. Those oh, yeah. I mean, if you're the Dodgers, you can win 161 games for all I care. But if you can't beat the Padres in the playoffs. I mean, so I, I forget who said it yesterday, but someone said it best. If this Dodgers team runs the table, you're looking at 27 Yankees. Yeah. Or 27 Yankees, um, 98 Yankees, 22 Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, 110 plus wins. Oh, yeah. They won 110, right? 111. 110 plus wins, run the table, dominance from. April 1st to November 1st. Yeah. No, does if not they, happen. If they that the is title, a multi-generational at, team. You're looking at one of the best teams in baseball history. In history. You, I mean, you, you, some you of those 70s the, Reds. The Mariners, team. if you want to, but they didn't win the damn thing. It's kind of like the Warriors no, from they, a few years ago. 73 <laughs> don't mean a thing without a ring. Exactly. So, it, it's, I mean, think. When, when you got the think, same record besides the, card, the Guardians, of course, they're one or no. Well, when you think of the. The early 2010 Giants, those those teams. Yeah, you think when you were the, the year they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and the Patriots were 18 and 0 going in. Was that 2010? That was uh, the first. Or, no, oh, seven. Yeah. And you think when about Giant 2007. Lost. Well, when you think about 2007, do you think about an 18 and one Patriots team, or are you thinking about the Giants team that won the Super Bowl? Right. This year does not mean shit for the Mets, the Braves, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees. Have these great yeah. seasons all you want. Doesn't mean a thing if you can't get it done. Absolutely. No, I mean, you could not, I couldn't have said it better myself. Right now, and like I said before, coming into today, doesn't matter if you have 100 wins, 87 wins. It doesn't matter how many wins it took to win the division. Everyone started today. 
zero and zero. I mean, look at Aaron 2015. Judge, Aaron Judge has zero home runs. Pete Alonso, zero RBIs. Scherzer, zero strikeouts. It doesn't matter. It's a McNeil's brand new season. batting average is OOO. It's OOO. It's it's a flat zero. I just I I think you look at 2015 Mets. They went into that playoff with the worst record in the National League of any playoff team. Right. I believe every team in the American League had a better record than them. Probably. Or at least pushing it. I don't know if those wild I forget who the AL. I'm sure the Orioles or the Blue Jays, whoever wild card team that year. Uh Blue Jays won the East Astros and Yankees. Yes. I think the Astros had a worse record. The, than that was the Keiko game, I believe. I just remember that as the Colby Rasmus playoffs. Colby Rasmus is a deep cut. Oh, he turned he turned it on. Yeah. But I mean the Mets went one of the two bottom two, if not bo- guaranteed bottom three worst record in the in that playoff. And definitely one of the worst. Couple- ro- I mean, on paper, let's face it, on paper, that team wasn't good. If you took oh, no. that team, if no, you took that's that team a- and, and put it against this 2022 team, <laughs> I'm plus oh, let me let me rephrase. I'm not gonna say they weren't good, but no, you don't you don't do what they do on accident. Right. But on paper, they were not a World Series team. No. On paper, they should not have swept the Cubs. But that's going to prove that comes to the one point we have to make for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Got to play the fucking games for a reason. Yeah. You got to play the games for a reason. I don't think anyone gave them. No one gave them a chance going into the Cubs series in 2015. I even think about when the Broncos won a ring. Right. No one gave them a chance against the Steelers. No one gave them a chance against the Patriots. No one gave them a chance against the Panthers. Again, I mean, even but, you think no, no one gave them. A, they were the they were the biggest underdog in Super Bowl history. They were seventeen point underdogs going into. I that think Super the Broncos Bowl. went in I think twelve and a half, thirteen and a half underdogs. And now the Broncos can't score twelve points. Sorry, that was my one shot. It was my one shot. I had oh, to. It was my scored twenty two a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was my one shot. <laughs> I can promise you I turned that game off in the third quarter. I was going to talk football today. I wasn't going to do it, but. I just think we don't have time. It's the playoffs, man. It, yeah. I'm even it, wearing a Mets hat on the show. It ain't football season. It's not you football would, season. You would, you would think by the beanie it's cold. It is a beautiful 82 in Orlando right now. It is. What is it here? It is 75 here. This is, I mean, you want to talk about pristine, pristine baseball postseason weather? This is it. This is what you want. And I was concerned because a couple of days ago, I don't know if you follow the weather up here, but we got we got the 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 tail end of the of the storm. So it was raining for four days straight. And it was cold. You're gonna bitch him out about the tail end of the storm. I'm not saying I'm not saying we got it worse than you. I'm not saying that. All right, 65 degrees expected in New York, New York for 8 p.m. tonight. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful day. A couple of days ago, I looked at the, at the weather. It said it was going to be 45. I don't know what the hell happened. But... All right. Game let's one. talk about the actual game now. Sure, or Darvish. Yeah. Or do you, well, we can backtrack a little bit. I want, I want to ask you a question here. What's up? What do you think is the bigger move for the Mets today for game one? Going Scherzer over to Grom or actually having Starling Marte on the roster. If you didn't know, if you haven't been following Twitter or you've been living under a rock, you've been trying to stay away from social media for whatever reason, Starling Marte Can't is indeed you. on the roster. Tyler I Nickman will is say, not. Cook Carrasco is not. Trevor Williams is not. 
Well, I don't, I, I don't, the, the, the pitchers being off the roster makes sense considering they all just threw. Especially you Williams. Want, right. And you want the flexibility of a five man bench when all season you've basically had a four man bench, if not less. Right. Um, I don't know, there times in April they had a three man bench because the pitching, the 13 pitcher rule hadn't gone into effect yet. Good point. But I'm going to say Starling Marte, mm-hmm. but I'm going to base that on Tyler Naquin being off the roster. Okay. I make that distinction because I don't think you leave Naquin off the roster if you don't think Marte's 100%. I agree. Especially in a series where you're going to get only one lefty. Now, I think I think if you're looking at a Dodger series, you don't carry Naquin. Because there's a good chance you're going to get three lefties, four lefties. lefties right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if you go to a Dodger series, there's a good chance one, two, three, you're getting some combination of, of Urias, Kershaw, Heaney. Right. And the only righty you might face is Gonslow. Right. He's a righty, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, that it makes sense in the Dodger series, but you're looking at a series where you have Darvish and you have Musgrove. Musgrove. So I say Marte mm-hmm. because Naquin at least still brings the fact he'll give you respectable at bats and he's been good against righties and he's fine defensively. And at worst, he's a decent power threat. Yeah, I mean, he's been slugging over... Last I checked, his slugging was still over 500 as a Met. The average has not been there. The on-base has not been there. And you can stat line scout all you want, but the power's been there. He's a threat. Right. No, I mean, in a game, in a series where you're probably going to have to bank on someone just running into one, Naquin's a decent candidate for that. Oh, yeah. But and I, I really don't see a world where the Mets go into this series thinking, yeah, we can run Darren Ruff out there every day in right field. Yeah. I, I mean, he has decent numbers against Snell or against Darvish. He actually has pretty good numbers against Darvish for his career. So it'll be interesting to see if the Mets give him a shot tonight. I don't think you carry Ruff on the roster for the sake of carrying Ruff on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he has good numbers against Snell. He probably has good numbers against Hayter. So that's he probably... He good numbers against Darvish, Snell, and Hayter. I'm not sure what his numbers are against Darvish. I know Darvish, he's hitting, I think, 350-ish for his I know career. James McCann has good numbers against Darvish. He'll be starting tonight. Yeah. But I just, I think, I, I think it has to be Marte. Yeah. Because I think we've all seen just how different the lineup looks on day-in to day-out basis when they're trying to figure it out as they go. Mm-hmm. When all year, when you've had the penciled in one, two, three, four of Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, we've seen the damage they can do in the first inning. And I think you also have to remember that that first inning, they're making your starter go 15, 20, 25 pitches. Oh, my God. It was routine. And a lot of that is Marte. Because mm-hmm. you have – because if you're if you're in pitching meetings, you're not worrying about Mark Canna the same way you're worrying about Starling Marte. For sure. So it's it's been a key piece that's missing for the Mets. I'd even go as far to say I think the Mets win the division – with Marte, still, I mean, both teams went 101 and 61. I think Starling Marte is at the bare minimum a difference of a win for the Mets between when he got hurt and when he came back. Yeah. Being now. I, I think so, you can say that it's at least one win. Oh, yeah, at the minimum. So I say, I understood Scherzer game one makes sense. You know, yeah. if the Grom has that blister thing, okay. And I think like people are kind of overlooking that fact as well. Like, I think this wasn't, this was more than just purely a, 
um, you know, trying to get cute kind of decision by Buck. Like, oh, let's go Scherzer one, then go to Grom if they lose. It, it's but it's it's also so funny that starting Max Scherzer game one might be considered getting cute. Like the guy is gonna when he finishes his contract with the Mets because that's when I'm assuming he's gonna retire. I could be wrong, but I don't know. He's gonna be forty when that happens. The guy is gonna make his last start with the Mets whenever that might be, and he can just walk to Cooperstown. This guy is going is is a a active Hall of Famer. He's going to be first ballot. Like, how is this? Yeah, this isn't getting cute. This is, and if anything, it's kind of riding the hotter hand as well because Degrom, because of the blister, has been struggling a little bit. And they even said they need to get in front of it now and start treating it now because they might he might have to miss a start. Well, hello, here he is missing the start. Though, I mean, I mean, if you really want to get into it, sure, there's your backup plan. You're in a really good spot. I mean, if you really want to start getting, we can get into the to the pitching now if you want. Let's do Just it. Start. We're here. So I here's here's my qualms with the bandied about idea that the Mets might go Bassett game two. Okay. I'm not sure Bassett and Degrom are the guys that you can rely on to kind of say, hey, I need you to start today, or hey, we're moving your start up from Sunday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. When you consider Degrom's lack of workload in the last fifteen months, sure, and the blister, and then you have to look at Bassett having the largest workload of his career. Yeah, I don't think these are guys that you can just kind of. Scherzer's a guy you can tell him you're pitching on three days rest, and you can you let can him know, he's hey, three hours of rest, and he'll do it. Right, and he'll do it. Sure, Degrom and Bassett are not those guys. That being said. I don't think – I think you're tempting a lot of fate by setting up for Bassett game two to Grom game three. Okay. Because, again, I'm I not sure disagree. you can move those guys around as easily as you want to say you can. Right. So I mean, just looking at it, a Dodger series would open on October 11th. Monday? Tuesday? October, October 11th. Okay. That's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Pitch to Grom tomorrow, Saturday. He can probably start Wednesday. The matter of the fact is only your game one guy is going to be perfectly rested by Tuesday. Sure. So you're going to have to probably, unless you can convince DeGrom or a Bassett to run, literally unless you sweep, mm-hmm. you're going to have to start one of Carrasco or Walker game two. Just because of the way the off days work. Mm. So I think if you're setting up for a game, if you're trying to manage for a potential game one right now, you got to win what's in front of you. Yeah. And even beyond that, strategizing for a game three, when game three is not guaranteed. (laughs) It's the opposite of a guarantee. You want to know how you don't play a fucking game three? You win games one and two. Right. You win game one. You win Saturday. You are on a fucking jet on Sunday going to Fogo de Chao, and then you head out to L.A. <laughs> That's right. But, like, it's, 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 it's mind-boggling that people think you have to – well, you might have DeGrom – you might need to throw DeGrom game three because you need a winner-go-home win. Great. You pencil in DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Degrom, you lose game one, you lose game two. You have one gear. Mm-hmm. What you see the 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 structure of my neck popping out because I'm getting heated. Yeah, 
you know, if you lose games one and two and the ground does not pitch, everyone needs to be fired. Everyone needs to be fired. I don't disagree. Having the Grom and Scherzer for one year, what's most more than likely just one year of the Grom and Scherzer. If you have that, you win 101 games and they both are healthy for the playoffs and they both are not pitching in that playoff. Epler needs to go. Does whoever else agree with that decision needs to go? If Buck signs on, Buck needs to go. You cannot have the two. I'll give you Kershaw, Verlander, DeGrom, Scherzer, Mount Rushmore of this generation of pitching. You have two goddamn heads. You have two goddamn heads on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You have them. You're one, two, the year you win 100 games. And if the, they both what, fifth do time not, in team history? If they both do not pitch in this playoff, heads need to proverbally roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's asinine to think about a world where you're setting up the Grom for game three. But if you get your ass beat game one and two, guess what? The Grom's on a nice little Corvette ride to Cobb County to go be an Atlanta Brave. <laughs> but the man's taking his talents out to go be teammates of Freddie Freeman or who, who, who knows what. He's going to go be the heir to Adam Wainwright. Who knows? But you, you can't have one guaranteed year of them. I, I said it to someone yesterday. What is the, what's the purpose of the Grom Scherzer if you're not going to use it right? Right. We were saying in, he signed in January, your February, or December. We were saying in December, if you get yourself to an NLDS, you're starting to Grom Scherzer games one and two. Because that is the closest thing since 01 with Johnson and Schilling. To a walking two-game lead. Yes. DeGrom and Scherzer are the closest thing you're going to get in baseball to a walking two-game lead. It's not Wheeler and Nola. It's not Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole. It's not even Framber Valdez and Justin Verlander. It's DeGrom and Scherzer. You said it before, and you, you said it so well. Of this generation of pitchers, you have two of the best. You have two of the guys on Mount Rushmore of this generation's of pitchers. I need to turn my fan on. I'm getting fucking heated. That's like I, that's like having Nolan Ryan and Pedro Martinez and saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start Steve Traxel instead. It was sweet because I was talking to my dad about it. My dad's like, well, it's not like Chris Bassett's John Maine. Well, no, if you're comparing, listen, listen. But if you're comparing Chris Bassett to Jacob DeGrom, he is John Maine. I love Chris Bassett. I love Chris Bassett. I have so much confidence in having Chris Bassett on my team. The fact that he's the Mets' number three starter have, gives me so much confidence in, in, like, in a postseason run. However, if the choices are Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, or Chris Bassett, and all three are healthy, it's not even a conversation. And I get it. You want to line it up so you could have DeGrom game one for the DS and then Scherzer for game two. But like you said, something happens. Listen, Max Scherzer could be Max Scherzer tonight. You can go eight innings, give up one run, two hits, 13 strikeouts. But guess what? You, you Darvish, Darvish do the same thing. I don't know if you know this, owns the Mets. So he might only give up one run, but Darvish might give up hmm, zero. It's just it, – it, it's frustrating. And then if you think, start DeGrom tomorrow because you lose and now you have it back against the wall, guess what? DeGrom do the same thing. He can give up one run, but guess what? Snell throws with his left hand. So. He's owned the Mets. <laughs> you have these two for a reason. 
You signed Scherzer to be the two to DeGrom for a reason. Use it. Now, if we find out the bliss is a problem, shoulders barking, elbows tight, whatever, that's fine. If it's injury, that's fine. I'm sure that the Mets have planned this out already, and I'm sure whoever started game two already knows who's starting game two. But, like, what are we doing? You have two Hall of Famers on the team. Start them. It makes no sense. Well, they're both. There was almost a full speed collision out in right field, and of course, it was the Phillies. It. I had flashbacks of Cameron and Beltron. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so I I think I think that kind of touches on on the pitching side of this a little bit. I I. I think we need to talk about the playoff rosters. I I I I still don't understand how there's even a conversation if DeGrom's going to start tomorrow, but whatever. We do need to talk about the roster a little bit. Marte's on there. Like you said, Naquin is not. Darren Ruff is on there. Darren Ruff is on there. is not. Which, which, I mean, that's not surprising. Vientos is not. Nope. Alvarez Alvarez is on there. He hit the piss out of the ball. (laughs) That's a big one. He hit the freaking snot at the ball. Now, I know it's the Nationals. And I know it was like Carl Edwards Jr. And I couldn't even tell you who the other one was. Major League Pitching is Major League Pitching. And you know what? Carl Edwards Jr. is just having a good year. All it takes, all it takes is one swing of the bat to get your shit right. So if it happens against Carl Edwards Jr., if it happens against whoever, if it happens against me, guess what? All it takes is one swing. And guess what? In, in that one swing, it went 453 feet and it was like 113 miles off the bat. Man, that's all it takes. And you know, it's another power threat. As, as I, with all due respect to Tyler Naquin, I think Oliver is a probably better power threat than Naquin. I'm going to cut you off for one second. Mm-hmm. Michael K and A-Rod are calling the Cardinals game. That's why I have it on mute. Michael K asked A-Rod about Tommy Edmonds' 6.3 war. Okay. And A-Rod said he's a ball player for sure. It's somehow one of the smartest things A-Rod's ever said. And confirm. He, he, he is indeed a baseball player. A really good baseball. one. He does the thing. Speaking of roster, I, 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 on a roster thing that's not the Mets, did you see who made the Seattle Mariners postseason roster? He did, yeah. Kelmick did. But and not only that, he's starting today. Well, Hanager got hurt two days he's ago. Star- he's their starting left fielder today. I did listen. I thought there was a shot he, he might. Um, he might. He's make still the got roster, a lot of raw power. But I didn't think he was gonna be starting. I think I don't think he would have made it if Hanager hadn't gotten hurt. Maybe. But I mean, Hanager has neck issues. Yeah. So that's not a good sign for coming back anytime soon. Probably won't. Probably be at least till like an ALCS if Seattle can get there. But in actual current Met news and not former Met news, yeah. Um, I, the biggest question mark when I was looking at things was a lack of a, a true committed long man. Yeah, you know whether it be Carrasco, considering he's done it in the playoffs before. Whether it be Williams, even though he's just, he is, but they haven't used I mean, McGill as a long man yet. 
Yeah. You know, Peterson's gotten, I think, two innings before. I think two innings, two and third is his high watermark out of the pen. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, he's gone a couple innings once. Right. Yeah. He's gone, I think, six outs before. Yeah. It's just, it, it's curious. It's curious because we saw Bassett go two and two thirds the other day. Yeah. And you had to make a quick hook. Yeah. So if Bassett can only get you three against the Padres in game two, and you're trying to still save your pen for game three, are you asking David Peterson to get you, you know, from the fourth to the seventh? You might have to. So we got to play some hero ball. That's what I think you're end up having to ask for some hero ball out of your pen. Yeah. Unless you can like look at a, unless you can like do what they did the other night where Trevor May gives you two, then maybe you go to Michael Gibbons for five outs. Yeah. And you ask I mean, for four out of Joelli. If that you're back you against the wall to... and your starter can only go a couple innings, it's becoming a Johnny Allstaff day. And everyone's available, everyone's going as deep as they can. It's a postseason. It's I just my, my other concern about Bassett in game wheels. two, as we as this goes into the roster, is you don't really have a true long man who's shown he can come out of the pen and get you three, four innings. Yeah. Which is why I would have stayed away from Williams the other day. Yeah, that was a little it was a little confusing. I I would have found a way to get Jose Budo on the roster. Yeah. You know, like if you knew you weren't carrying Naquin, maybe you IL Naquin. Right. And you get Budo up to start. Or you get whoever up to start. Someone. But I mean, as a whole, there's not I mean, we, we knew Terrence Score was making the roster. Yeah. You know. Alvarez being on it is a good sign. Mm-hmm. I think overall, there's not really many question marks. You know, you're happy that Givens is back. I think he can. I just think looking at this roster as a whole, you're looking for guys with playoff experience, which I think is probably why they took Ruff as a big a big piece of why they took Ruff. Probably so when you're when you're looking at this lineup as a whole, Lindor has experience, Escobar has experience, Canna has experience, Marte has some, mm-hmm. but really, like your main contributors, Nemo doesn't have much. Nemo has none. Nemo has not. He was uh, he, he was on the Mets in 2016, but he wasn't on the roster. Right. Posting the roster. Um, McNeil is none. Right. Alonzo is none. You know, McCann has some, but you know, I don't know if you're asking out of James McCann. So then you have just you're gonna have a young guy like Alvarez. That's biggest... another thing about the whole. I hate to go back to this, the the Grom Scherzer thing. They have the most experience. Scherzer's Scherzer's kind of. He's got a full season for the postseason starts, probably. What's Chris Bassett's playoff experience? I can't imagine it's very much. I think he only made He's got two starts. One with Chicago, one with Oakland, is my guess. Let's see. Postseason game logs. We know DeGrom's done it. We know Scherzer's done it. He's got 11 innings at four earned. Which is fine. It's a 3 2 7 ERA. Yeah, you'll take that. Like, well, I mean, that's 11 innings, 11 innings, 15 hits, I don't want the 15 nine hits. Ks, but I mean, I think ultimately in the end, the roster is about, I mean, it's fine. I think I would have been more worried about a Vientos on the roster than an Alvarez. Yeah. Just seeing that Vientos hasn't had that moment yet where you're looking at, like, all right, that's what he's here to do. Yeah. Whereas we see all we saw Alvarez hit the piss out of the ball twice, get two he extra bases. Showed a good hits. eye. He showed a good eye. Got a good eye at the plate. I mean, I think he gets a little angsty when it gets to. Oh yeah. 
I mean, when, when he gets to like three, two, two, two counts, he gets angsty because he's look right. He's looking for the get me over pitch for the he's looking for a hitter's pitch because you don't want to fall behind or walk him. But I think that that book on him is probably already out. I yeah. mean, that's the other thing about Triple A and Double A this year is there's a lot more tape than ever before. For sure, so guys. So guys know he's looking for that hitter's pitch on a two-two count so I can bury one in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen him. I mean, he struck out on a couple of those in Atlanta. We've seen him strike up, strike out in a couple of those in general. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think his eyes would kind of set him a, a, apart from Vientos besides the overall just like raw hitting tools. Uh, well, I think part Vientos of it's also shown that great of an eye. Vientos also has had a larger sample size at the major league level so far, mm-hmm. and Alvarez has still produced more. Yeah. And I think that's something else you have to factor in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. in the, I, I think it's the right decision. I, I, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. It might be a risky one, but it's the correct one. Yeah. I mean, dude only has 12 at bats. And I think three extra base hits. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said the other day, you brought him up to hit, let him hit. Exactly. I feel like you weren't going to call him up in the biggest series of the decade. Without saying, you know what, if we're going to give you a, sh- a chance here, we're giving you a chance in the postseason. I, I respect the move. I like the move. Uh, we'll see how it pans off. So I say we, we kind of wrap it up a little bit here. Uh, let's go with – do you want to do a prediction for tonight or for the overall series? Overall series. All right, do a prediction, prediction of the series and a series. series and and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do X Factor for the series and prediction for the series. Okay. I'm going to say the Mets in two. Okay. I just think I think they end up going with the Grom in game two. And you know what, man? If there's one, one, two to put all your money on, it's the Grom Scherzer. It didn't work out the first time, but I I, I, nah, I keep faith in those man. two. This is different. Yeah. You know, Atlanta was win or go home. This is win or with go all, home. With all due respect to the Padres, they're not the Braves. No. And it's in the city field. Right. And it's, it's the playoffs, man. Yeah. This is different. Animal. I'm going to go Mets in two. Okay. I'm going to say your X factor for the series is David Peterson. I like it. I'm going to say David Peterson because he has good numbers against Soto. And Peterson can do. Peterson can effectively bring the combination that gets Soto out. Jam him early with heat in. We've seen Peterson when he's amped up go as high as 99. Mm-hmm. And then soft away. He's got that slider that breaks away from lefties. I'm saying it's David Peterson. I mean, obviously, the easy answer is Starling Marte, but I like sure. to get creative. You know me with my hot takes. For sure, for sure. So, Mets in two, David Peterson's my X factor. To be different, I'm going to go Mets in three. I'm going to be an anxious mess on Sunday. If if, if that's the case, I'm going to be an anxious mess all three games. Who the hell am I kidding? At least the Broncos don't play Sunday. Not like I'd watch. <laughs> you want to watch the, uh, the Giants and Packers on Sunday at 930 in Wembley? No. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to go Mets in three. I, I hope it's Mets in two, but I'm going to go Mets in three just, again, to to be different. And I'm going to say, I'll, I'll stick with the theme of X-Factor being a pitcher. I'm going to go Drew Smith. I'm going to go our guy, Drew Smith. He's been my guy all year. I feel like if they're going to go with a righty to kind of ne- neutralize the lefties with Juan Soto, I think he's the guy. And again, I mean, he's been my guy all year. It's been Oh yeah! Er, earlier in the year, when we did our list of dudes, he's a dude, and he's gonna he's, he's gonna show dude. that he's a fucking dude. He's a dude. He's our guy. Um, but I mean, hey, I, I'm just 
I'm excited for the postseason. I'm excited that Sonny Marte is back. I'm excited for guys like Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil to get their first taste of postseason action. Got if the jitters, I, man. I got the jitters. I, I'm going to be there. I don't know if I said it before. I'm going to be at the game today. And if I swear to God, if I hear trumpets, if the trumpets go off today, oh, it, City Field might burn to the ground. I got a second <laughs> X Factor for you. Go for it. Seth Lugo. Yeah. Good career numbers against Soto. Great against lefties this year. He's been waiting for this moment. You just think about the guys who came up in 16. Think about Nimmo. Think about Lugo. They got close in 19. Mm-hmm. They're ready. All right. As always, Antonio Slater, Jack Ramsey. That's subscribe, my Subscribe, <laughs> follow LFGM. Let's fucking go. Let's